Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Glasgow Times Sports Podcast, normally recorded in our studio at the Bishop Briggs Media Centre, currently recorded from our volunteers' homes. To keep in touch with us, use our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, which are all at Q and Review. That's C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W. Or get in touch via information at qandreview.com. That's information at c-u-e-a-n-d-r-e-v-i-e-w.com. Please like and share our podcast and give us any constructive feedback. Evening Time Sport, May 3. Jota Transfer Latest. Report by Aidan Smith. Celtic have reportedly informed Benfica of their intentions of moving for a permanent deal for Jota. The Portuguese winger is on loan from Benfica and has long been linked with making a permanent switch to Glasgow in a £6.5 million deal. The 23-year-old Jota is a fan favourite at Parkhead and while the speculation over negotiations between Celtic and Benfica has continued throughout the season. Now the Portuguese outlet Journal Noticias says that Celtic will exercise the buy option in Jota's deal to bring him to Scotland on a permanent basis. Jota on the ongoing transfer speculation said that last weekend, not a chance am I thinking about next season. I am just enjoying day by day. It has been a terrific season for me and I am just enjoying getting to know the people around me. I am trying to be a better person and a better player and I am being with quality players every day. I don't want to talk about that, I just want to enjoy and give everything for this shirt. As a football player you need to keep your mind on the pitch, that's all that matters. Bureaucratic things are for others. Please just let me enjoy my football. Report by Aidan Smith. Evening Time Sport, May 3. Kemar Roof Rangers Fitness Latest. Report by Aidan Smith. Kemar Roof is winning his fitness battle to return for Rangers against RB Leipzig on Thursday at Ibrox, according to reports. The striker has been out through injury and missed the first leg as well as two domestic league matches. Now the Scottish Sun report that Roof has been given the green light to return at Ibrox on Thursday night and will feature barring any late setbacks. The Jamaican international has been using a hyperbaric oxygen chamber to speed up his recovery and he has responded positively. Meanwhile, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has admitted that Rangers' 1-1 draw with Celtic at Parkhead had realistically ended their cinch Premiership title hopes. In a pulsating final Old Firm fixture of the season, the home side took the lead in the 20th minute through Portuguese attacker Jota's close-range finish, but Rangers striker Fashion Sakala levelled in the 68th minute with a powerful drive before hitting the post in a dramatic finale. 
With just three fixtures remaining, Celtic remained six points clear and with a better goal difference of 19, a commanding lead which the Rangers manager noted in his post-match Sky Sports interview. Without conceding the title was definitely lost, the Dutchman said, I think only a win would have given us a chance to close the gap even more. It's still six points with the goal difference in favour of Celtic, so it will be more difficult. As I said before the game, we needed a win to close the gap to three points. We didn't, we drew, but I couldn't have asked for more from my players than what they have given. Especially in the second half, we pushed really hard to come back into the game, which we did and get good opportunities to win the game in the final 10 or 12 minutes. Evening Time Sport, May 3. Legendary Rangers kitman Jimmy Bell passes away. Report by Aidan Smith. Rangers have confirmed the sad passing of legendary kitman Jimmy Bell. Bell served the Ibrox Club for over 30 years and was a friend and confidant to numerous generations of players and staff. Rangers say Bell will be so sadly missed by everyone at the club. A former employee of Parks of Hamilton, Bell initially drove the Rangers team buses to matches across the country before moving on to his current role as first team head of kit. Rangers chairman Douglas Park commented, As a club, we are absolutely devastated to learn of the loss of our colleague and more importantly, our dear friend Jimmy Bell. Jimmy dedicated his life to Rangers Football Club, having worked under managers from Graham Souness through to Giovanni. He experienced some of the greatest days in our 150-year history. Of course, he was here during some of the lowest points and showed selfless dedication regardless of the challenge ahead of him. Jimmy's work ethic was second to none. He dedicated countless hours to preparation for each training session and game. No job was too big or too small for him and he thrived on working for his boyhood club. I spoke with Jimmy regularly, having known him from his time as a mechanic and bus driver at Parks. He was excited for Thursday night's game at Ibrox, particularly having experienced a European semi-final before under Walter Smith. Rangers and Scottish football as a whole have lost a legend and a friend today. He was a family man, a devoted father, grandfather and husband. Jimmy will be sorely missed and I send our heartfelt condolences to the entire Bell family at this difficult time on behalf of Rangers Football Club. Rangers have asked all to respect the privacy of the Bell family at this difficult time and funeral arrangements will be communicated in due course. Report by Aidan Smith, Evening Time Sport. May 3. Jimmy Bell Rangers tributes flood in from players past and present. 
Report by Aidan Smith Rangers legendary kitman Jimmy Bell has passed away, the Iberts Club have confirmed. Bell served the club for over 30 years and has been a friend and confidant to numerous generations of players and staff. And his sad passing has sparked a flood of tributes from Ibrox staff and players from the past and present. Marco Negri said, shocked and saddened to hear of the passing of the best kitman in the world, legend and true Rangers man. Jamie Murphy added, one of a kind, R.I.P. Jimmy. Michael Moles tweeted, absolutely devastated to hear of the news of the passing away of Mr. Jimmy Bell, Mr. Rangers, the legend, my friend, Jimmy. Greg Doherty added, one of the best, and thank you for everything. Nacho Novo, I can't believe the sad news this morning. Ronald De Boer, with great sadness the news came to me that Jimmy Bell passed away. You will be missed, Jimmy, the best kit man in the world. Stephen Gerrard, R.I.P. Jimmy. George Edmondson, R.I.P. Legend. Martin Wycorn, such sad news, what a legend. Report by Aidan Smith. Evening Time Sport, May 3. Celtic manager Postecoglou on Joe Hart's future at Parkhead. Report by Matthew Lindsay. Ange Postecoglou has tipped Joe Hart to remain Celtic's first choice keeper for years to come after his summer signing standout display against Rangers on Sunday. Hart ensured Postecoglou's side drew 1-1 with Van Bronckhurst's team at Parkhead and remained six points clear of the defending champions in the Cinch Premiership. The former England international denied Scott Arfield with a brilliant reaction save in the second half when the Ibrox club were pushing hard for a late winner. The Celtic manager feels the former Manchester City player has been instrumental to the success which the Glasgow club have enjoyed during the 21-22 campaign. And he predicted the 75 times capped 35-year-old a £1 million acquisition from Tottenham Hotspur back in August can continue to perform at a high level for the foreseeable future. The PFA Scotland Manager of the Year said, Joe's still young for a goalkeeper. I just felt he still got a bit to prove. He said himself he needed a bit of love and I knew he'd get it at this football club. I knew the supporters would embrace him, and he'd love it here with the group we are putting together. There's no reason he can't keep it going for a lot longer. Postecoglou, whose men could wrap up the Scottish title this weekend, revealed that he had signed Hart for Celtic last year as much for his presence and personality off the park as his playing ability on it. He said, 
That was one of the reasons we brought him in. We identified pretty early. We'd lost some experience in the group and we wanted to bring some experience into the team. I thought Joe was a top quality goalkeeper, but the background we did on him showed to me he is a first class person and a real leader in the dressing room. He's been fantastic this year. To be fair, we haven't needed him a lot as a goalkeeper, but on Sunday we did. He stood up and that's why he's a top keeper. Irrespective of his influence on games, his influence around the dressing room has been important. Report by Matthew Lindsay Evening Times Sport, May 3 Jacinta Galabadarache on her Celtic connection to Postecoglou Report by Graham McGarry there may not have been many of a Celtic persuasion who were steadfastly confident that Ange Postecoglou would be a success this season. But then, not everybody has a connection to him, like Jacinta Galabadarachi. The Celtic women's team forward revealed that Postecoglou once coached her brother in youth football back in Australia and added to the reputation he enjoys in their mutual homeland, she was always certain that he would prove to be a success in Glasgow. Jacinta was honoured, along with Postecoglou, at the PFA Scotland Awards on Sunday night, picking up the inaugural Women's Young Player of the Year award, and just like her compatriot, she has proven to be a fantastic acquisition by the club. She revealed, He coached my brother Jeremiah when he was 15 in the academy in Victoria where I am from. I've not been coached by him, but my brother did. When I heard Ange had taken the Celtic job, I thought he was going to do amazing here because he's such a great coach. And the way that he coaches and the football he plays, I knew he would do well. Jacinta has certainly done not too badly for herself either since joining Celtic from Napoli back in February of last year. And she is certain that she made the right move in joining a club and league that is heading in the right direction. She said, Fran Alonso, the coach, contacted my agent. He actually played against me when I was at West Ham and he was with Lewis FC. It was a cup game and he said he was really interested. I liked the way Fran coaches and when I heard it was Celtic, I was like, yes, of course. This is the first year that there has been a professional league and you can tell the difference already. It is heading in the right direction. It just needs to keep going. Hopefully we will be treated equally like the men one day, but it's heading in the right direction. I don't know what the secret is to my success this year. I actually started off quite slowly this season, but then I got into the rhythm of things. I've got a great team around me 
and I could not win this award without all the girls and all the staff members. Report by Graeme McGarry. Evening Times Sport, May 4. Hearts and Scotland keeper Craig Gordon makes history. Report by Matthew Lindsay. Craig Gordon, the Hearts and Scotland goalkeeper, has become the first man ever to be named the Scottish Football Writers Association, the SFWA, Player of the Year, for a third time. Gordon has beaten off stiff competition from Cameron Carter Vickers and Callum McGregor of Celtic and James Tavernier of Rangers to land the coveted award. The 40-year-old has been superb for Sinch Championship side Hearts, who have finished third in the Premiership and reached the Scottish Cup final in the 2021-22 campaign. The 66 times capped international also helped Scotland finish second in their Qatar 2022 qualifying group and secure a Path A playoff semi-final spot. Rangers legends John Gregg 1966 and 1976, Sandy Jardine, 1975 and 86, Brian Loudrop, 95 and 97, and Barry Ferguson, 2000 and 2003, and Celtic greats Henrik Larsson, 1999 and 2001, and Lee Griffiths, 2013 and 2016, all won the SFWA award twice. However, Gordon, who won in 2006 during his first spell at Hearts, and in 2015 after his debut season at Celtic, is the only player to be honoured by the nation's scribes on three occasions. He said, I am immensely proud. I can't quite believe that I've managed to win the award three times. It is not something that you set out to do at the start of your career, but certainly the closer I get to the end and the more I look at what I am going to leave behind in terms of the records that I have managed to gain, it is an incredible achievement. You go along taking one game at a time and trying your best. I am so happy to have won this again. Report by Matthew Lindsay Evening Times Sport, May 4. John Hartson backs Rangers to follow his Celtic side to Seville. Report by Graeme McGarry. John Hartson thinks that Rangers can follow his own Celtic team all the way to Seville for a European final by overcoming RB Leipzig at Ibrox tomorrow night. Giovanni van Bronckhorst's side trail by a single goal to nil on aggregate following the first leg of the Europa League semi-final in Germany last week. But Hartson is sure that with the crowd behind them in Glasgow tomorrow night, his old rivals can follow in the footsteps of his Celtic team of 2003. Said Hartson, I think they've had two last 16s a last eight, and now the semi-final this season. They've done very well in Europe. 
You have to give them the credit they deserve. They found a way tactically home and away to win games. Ibrox has been a fortress for them, and I think they'll turn that around on Thursday night. I think they're capable. As long as they don't get complacent and think, we did it against Braga, we did it against Dortmund, we did it against Red Star. Forget all that. This is different. This is the semi-final. You need to turn up on the night, have the same performance. They will have the crowd. There's no doubt that they'll have the crowd. Meanwhile, Hartson doesn't have any fears about Ange Postecoglou being tempted away from Celtic this summer, despite his one-year rolling contract, believing he will want to have a crack at the Champions League. He said, He's been extraordinary for Celtic. You see the way he comes across. He gets it at Celtic. He gets the press. He gets the whole nation of don't get involved too much. Don't say things that can cause problems. He backs his club. He backs his players. He knows it. He's a very bright man. So that will make a huge difference in terms of keeping the manager. Should they tie him down? I don't. He'll have any intentions of going anywhere. I think he'll want to go and have a little go at the Champions League. He's worked so hard in trying to get the team there. Report by Graeme McGarry Evening Time Sport May 4 Hartson says Ange Postecoglou has earned board's trust. Report by Graeme McGarry John Hartson says that Ange Postecoglou must be backed in the transfer market this summer if Celtic are to compete in the Champions League next season, saying he has earned the trust of the board with his track record of success with signings. Mark Lowell, son of former Celtic chief executive Peter, was appointed as the club's head of scouting and recruitment at the weekend, but Hartson believes that Postecoglou has to maintain the final say on transfers. And with the riches on offer, with guaranteed group stage football, Hartson says that a significant portion of that must be entrusted to Postecoglou this summer in order to take Celtic to the next level. Said Hartson, I think Ange holds all the cards now. They've got to back him. For him to take Celtic further in Europe, they've got Champions League, but can they push on and make the knockout stages? They're going straight into the group stages. Can they get through? It will be very, very difficult, but to do that they will need the quality of player. After last season, it was important that Ange got the recruitment right for the challenge ahead. A year ago, none of us had heard of Jota or Lil Abada or others. Let's get it right. None of us had heard of Kyogo or Rio Hatati or Dazen Maida. None. Joe Hart was finished, didn't have a club and finished, criticised when he came up here. Too old, won't do it. They will back him now. 
because he has already shown that his signings have done very well. He has looked at some of the European performances this season, went out of the Champions League, went out of the Europa League into the Conference League, went out of that. That's the one thing that top managers want to do. They want to go and achieve things at the very highest level, not rest on the fact that he's only been here a year and won a double. He'll want to improve Celtic at the highest level, like Rangers have done over the last three years. The first order of business for Postecoglou, according to Hartson, should be to get loan signings Jota and Cameron Carter Vickers signed on permanent deals, which may eat up as much as £15 million of his summer budget. He said he will get that. He will need that much to get Jota and Carter Vickers over the line if they are to get both of them. So when you think of that and Ange goes and says, I want this and I want that, then you have to think Celtic will back him. They're quite a wealthy club anyway. They run their house accordingly. They don't overspend. They don't push the market out for many players unless they're very special, like Jota is, like Carter Vickers. So I think this season, to have gone and got that carrot of 30 to 40 million pound is fantastic. Champions League is very exciting. They can sell those three game packages and everything else. It releases funds for a top class manager like Ange, who has proved in his first season he's somebody they really trust and believe in. Report by Graham McGarry. Evening Time Sport, May 4. Dave Smith on Lundstrom's Transformation. Report by Matthew Lindsay. Rangers legend Dave Smith has praised Ibrox manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for transforming John Lundstrom from a squad player into an indispensable member of the side that is bidding for Europa League glory. English player Lundstrom endured a difficult start to his career in Scotland after joining on a free transfer from Sheffield United last summer and failed to impress supporters when he was given game time. However, he has flourished since Van Bronckhorst replaced Steven Gerrard back in November and was outstanding in both defence and midfield in the wins over Borussia Dortmund, Red Star Belgrade and Braga. Smith, who played as a sweeper when the Glasgow Giants beat Moscow Dynamo in the European Cup Winners Cup Final in Barcelona in 1972, expects the 28-year-old to be a key man in the Europa League semi-final match against RB Leipzig tomorrow evening. He said, he brings a bit of composure which the other players don't have. He has been dropping back and more or less playing as a sweeper. He can pass the ball out. He is one of the few in the team who can do that. He had a bit of a ropey start in Scotland, but he was asked to play in a position in midfield which didn't suit him. But the role he has now suits him fine. 
He has been very impressive lately, domestically as well as in Europe. Van Bronckhorst has played European football all his life. He has been brought up in European football. If he doesn't know how to play in Europe, then nobody will. He has brought the best out in Lundstrom. But at the end of the day, the coach can know how to play. If the players don't give him what he wants, it won't work. It is all down to the players. The fans have taken to Lundstrom now. They can see he is playing for the jersey. Every time you pulled on a blue jersey was a great experience, as far as I was concerned. I considered myself fortunate to get paid for something I would have done for nothing. You get 50,000 fans going to Ibrooks every other week, and every one of them would do anything to pull the blue jersey over their heads just once. We got to do it on numerous occasions. It was an honour. Report by Matthew Lindsay Evening Time Sport, May 4 Van Bronckhurst in Rangers make Jimmy Bell proud call Report by David Irvin Giovanni Van Bronckhurst insists Rangers are even more determined to provide a performance against RB Leipzig after Jimmy Bell passed away yesterday. The legendary kitman's death was confirmed by the Ibrooks club, prompting an outpouring of love and tributes across Scottish football. And Van Bronckhurst has stated his players continue to mourn Bell's late passing, but will be ready to make Jimmy proud of the Europa League semi-final second leg. Van Bronckhurst said, Yesterday we were all very shocked about the news of Jimmy. It was a hard day for all of us. We are still in shock. We talked about him and shared our personal stories about Jimmy. It was a really big game already, but we are even more determined now to make Jimmy proud. We still mourn and are down, but the character, belief and determination of my players is there, and we will do everything to reach the final. We will be ready. Rangers captain James Tavernay also paid tribute to Bell, as he recalled an early interaction with the club hero. The skipper explained Bell gave him stick after he asked for the number two when he moved to the club. Tavernay said, It is obviously a devastating time for the club and everyone that knew Jimmy. It was really difficult to take. I know Jimmy wouldn't want the fuss. He would want us to roll our socks up and get stuck in. Everyone will be ready to go from the first whistle, to do it for the club, for the fans and for Jimmy. I love Jimmy to bits. He was one of the first people I met at the club. I asked him for the number two and he gave me stick for asking him. Report by David Irvin Evening Times Sport, May 4 path could be clear for Glasgow or Edinburgh to reach European Challenge Cup final, says Martin Hannan. Looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures in the European Challenge Cup, it is clear that Scotland's two fully professional sides face daunting challenges. But if they can both prevail, the way is open for either Edinburgh rugby 
or Glasgow Warriors to make the final in Marseille on May 27. And that would be a fine achievement for Scottish rugby, as it would be only the second time a Scottish side has accomplished that feat. Warriors have the harder task, as they must travel to Lyon for their match on Saturday evening, when they will already know their potential semi-final opponents, as Edinburgh will be at home to Wasps on Saturday at 12.30. A double Scottish win will set up a mouth-watering semi-final between the Scottish teams, and I can only hope that happens, as it will at least mean Scottish representation in the final. As I have written before, we are now at the business end of the season, and we will find out just how Edinburgh and Glasgow are placed in European terms. Yet I contend that the European Challenge Cup fixtures will not decide who is the better Scottish side. That will come only in the 1872 Cup decider on May 21, and I would not want to call the outcome at this point in time. What a game that will be, and whoever wins will deserve the right to be called top dogs. Though it was their first defeat at the Dam Health Stadium, Edinburgh, at the weekend, did manage to secure the bonus point against Ulster. That means they will join Warriors in the playoffs for the United Rugby Championship the URC. Being realistic, neither of our two professional sides are unlikely to advance any further in the tournament as they cannot finish in the top four places, which would have meant a home tie in the quarterfinals. Instead, one of them will definitely have to visit Leinster, who are already assured of top seeding while the other will travel to either Ireland or South Africa, depending on the outcome of the remaining matches. Coming back with victory from either country would be pretty miraculous, frankly. For most of the season, it looked as though the Warriors might make the top four, but they didn't quite sustain their play towards the end of the championship. Edinburgh's aim realistically was to make it into the playoffs, and they got the job done, albeit with difficulties along the way. In terms of the URC, the introduction of the South African teams into European competition has produced exactly what was predicted. They have added much to the URC, and the Sharks, Stormers and Bulls all made it to the playoffs at the expense mainly of the Welsh sides, as there is not a single side from Wales in the quarter-finals. As a result of their performances, those three South African teams will also take their place in next season's European Champions Cup, and that will mean problems for whoever qualifies from Scotland. Neither Edinburgh nor Glasgow will fancy travelling to South Africa even if Edinburgh did become the first Northern Hemisphere URC side to win there when they beat the Sharks in Durban at the end of March. You might ask 
what are South African teams doing in European competition? To which the answer is simple, money. Their presence generates more cash for all the participants and that's the ultimate reason for their inclusion. But then you could also ask how can a governing body own rugby teams? I have too much respect for the coaches and players of Glasgow and Edinburgh to even speculate if there could be Murrayfield influence on what is going to happen on May 21. But you have to admit it's not a good look for Scottish rugby that our two fully professional teams are still owned by the SRU. And whatever happened to those great plans for private investment, that is, ownership of either club. It's a subject for another time, however, and for the sake of Scottish rugby, let's hope both our pro teams do well this weekend. Meanwhile, I have noticed precious little comment on a matter that affects the national team. Last week, Spain were effectively kicked out of the 2023 World Cup with 10 points deducted for fielding an ineligible player, Los Leones having qualified for France, where they would have been in Scotland's group. The Spanish Rugby Federation has been deeply embarrassed by the World Rugby decision after they fielded South Africa-born prop Gavin van der Berg, who qualified for Spain on residency grounds until a passport problem emerged. The Spanish Federation admitted their exclusion came as a result of an alleged forgery of the player's passport. They may appeal, but I can't see World Rugby backtracking. Romania will now join us, South Africa, Ireland and most likely Tonga in Pool B. I would remind you that Romania have twice beaten Scotland, albeit in the amateur era, but the Scots would have preferred to play Spain. Shouldn't make much difference. If we can't beat Romania, we shouldn't be in the World Cup, says Martin Hannan. Evening Time Sport, May 5. Brendan Rogers on Red Imp's horror and the dominant Celtic response. Report by Aidan Smith. Brendan Rogers has opened up on his horror start to life managing Celtic when the hoops crashed to defeat against Lincoln Red Imps. The Parkhead outfit lost out against the Gibraltar side during a Champions League qualifying first leg tie. Rogers' side would end up coming out the other side on the return fixture as they qualified for the group stages, but the current Leicester boss has revealed his worries after his first competitive match in charge. He told Coach's voice, The club was in a winning cycle, I knew that, but my idea was to make them win better, to bring in an idea and a philosophy of football that excited the supporters, regenerated the club and its enthusiasm. The idea wasn't that we would start with defeat in Walter. I'd not long come into work with the players. I had really enjoyed pre-season, but this, 
a Champions League qualifier against Lincoln Red Imps, was going to be my first real chance to see them under pressure. We were playing on an AstroTurf, where you rarely get a good game of football. It was 38 degrees. Within 100 yards to our right, there was the Rock of Gibraltar. Within 1,000 yards to our left, we had Monarch Airlines flying behind the goal. All the conditions you wouldn't want for your first game were there, and we lost one nothing. That can happen in football. I did a press conference the very next morning, in which I said we would win the second leg. But I could see, even a game such as this, that there was cause for concern in how the players were dealing with those pressure moments. In modern football, managers get virtually no time. Your first steps are vitally important, and I knew we had to produce in the players a mental fitness that would get us into the Champions League. We didn't have time to work with the football idea. I had to find a mindset to get us through, and thankfully we did that. It was great for the club to be back in the Champions League again, to bring the big nights to Celtic Park. Rogers also revealed his love for special derby fixtures against Rangers, especially his first, where his side ran out 5-1 winners at Celtic Park. And he continued, I have managed in a number of derbies. They're all different in their way, but in Glasgow it's something else. There is something special about Celtic Rangers. The intensity, the rivalry. It is a city divided between green and blue. Only one team can be doing well, and you've got to make sure it's you. My first old firm game was the first meeting of Celtic and Rangers at Parkhead for four years. Joey Barton had joined Rangers, so he added another interesting dynamic to an already huge game. But we were desperate to win for the supporters and to keep that early season momentum going. To win and to win 5-1 was obviously very special. It was an important game, absolutely massive, and put us on a great high. The big fixtures kept on coming for Celtic, and on the Champions League group stage tests against Europe's elite, Rogers continued, if, on that Saturday evening, you had asked us to name the last place on earth we would want to have to play on the Tuesday, we would have said the new camp in Barcelona. Messi, Suarez, Neymar, and the pitch is huge. The energy that had taken out of us on the Saturday had a huge impact on the Tuesday night. And you know, I think I could sense there was a little bit of fear in the team, perhaps naturally because of the players they were up against. That would change as the season went on. We didn't start the game well, that was for sure. Messi scored early, but we fought back well and missed a penalty that would have drawn us level. They got the second before half time, but then fatigue set in after the break and they ended up 7-0. You come off after 7 and it's not nice. We spoke about it afterwards though in the changing room. If we're going to be the team we want to be, 
this can't happen again. We were going to have to learn. Celtic went on to land the domestic treble during the 2016-17 season amid an unbeaten campaign. Rogers added, It ended up being an incredible season. Momentum grew, we developed how we played, and time on the training field was vital. We grew in confidence, enjoyed the way we were working, and got some really big performances in big games. To go through the whole domestic season unbeaten was truly memorable. Remember too that five of the six games we played after our Champions League fixtures were away from home. No matter who you play, those can be banana skins. But the players were focused, concentrated, and their desire to succeed was immense. 34 league wins was incredible, although we conceded late equalizers in all four of the games we drew. Arguably, we should have won them too. Where can we go from that? In terms of achievement, it's difficult. Domestically, we can't improve on much, but we'll do our very best to win every game and every competition. In Europe, we want to be more consistent and of course become regulars in the Champions League. And I just want to embrace it all, to feel happiness at being at such an iconic club. There's pressure there, it's not going away, but you want the pressure. If you want to be successful, it's always there. Your job is to redirect the flow. Report by Aidan Smith Evening Time Sport, May 5 History awaits at Ibrooks as Van Bronckhurst looks to emulate Rangers legends. Report by Christopher Jack The names are synonymous with success and are some of the most lauded and cherished at Ibrooks. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst can now join the pantheon of legendary Rangers managers. Only three men, Scott Simon, Willie Waddle and Walter Smith, who have held the illustrious position, have taken their side into the final of a European competition. Simon's bids for glory were thwarted by Fiorentina and Bayern Munich, while Smith was unable to overcome Zenit St. Petersburg when Rangers last graced such a stage 14 years ago. The champions are now 90 minutes from Seville. Indeed, they are just two games away from immortality, from a feat that would perhaps surpass the legendary Barcelona Bears in the 50th anniversary season of Rangers' finest moment. Victory over RB Leipzig this evening will see the record books rewritten at Ibrooks. For this squad and this manager, it is a shot at glory perhaps the only one they will ever get, that cannot be passed up as Rangers attempt to follow in the footsteps of their illustrious predecessors. Van Bronckhurst, when asked if he had taken the time to think how close he is to achieving something special this season, said, Of course, you have goals in your career as a player and as a coach. You want to achieve great things and you dream of coaching teams in finals. You have that as a player, 
You have that as a coach, and that gives you the drive to keep going. We are one step away from reaching the final, so we are getting closer and closer. You know, our European campaign this year has been great, and we want to make sure we extend that to the final. I am not thinking about any personal goals. I am thinking about being successful with the club. For me, the club is the most important thing now. There are not many times that the team has played in a final in Europe, so hopefully we'll be joining a very elite group. That's all that matters. We are all here to bring success and bring trophies to this beautiful club. That's always my main target. If Rangers are to achieve that ultimate ambition and keep the European dream alive, it will take a performance that tops so many incredible ones that have been produced already this term. Defeat in Germany last week ensured Rangers were down but far from out, and Van Bronckhurst's side must now rise to the occasion once again when that familiar theme music reverberates around Ibrox. The Dutchman has seen his players show remarkable physical strength and mental fortitude in old firm fixtures and continental clashes in recent weeks, and the bar will now need to be raised once again. Van Bronckhorst said, They will go the distance. Physically, we have been good. Of course, we miss some players due to injuries, but also physically a lot comes from your mental strength, and we have that. To play every game in the last weeks has been big against very good opponents, but we were there every game, and this will be the same. We play against a strong team, not only technically but physically, but I think we are able to match them and to give everything we can to be the winners. Character is amazing in my team, and physically, I know they are good as well. It is not easy because you have to rest and recover well, and make sure you do everything you can to be as fit as possible for the games. The players are doing that, and also with the support of all the backroom staff we have at the club. There was a quiet confidence in the way that Van Bronckhurst and Ryan Jack spoke following the first leg defeat last week, as Angelino's late strike proved the difference on the night. Rangers equipped themselves well in the Red Bull arena, and their disappointing at the scoreline told its own story, as they were denied a deserved draw. Ibrox now expects, as it prepares to pay tribute to iconic kitman and legendary figure Jimmy Bell, there could be 11 heroes on the pitch, but the 50,000 strong support will have played its own part if Rangers emerge victorious. Said Van Bronckhurst, Of course we all have the same goal, and that is to reach the final. My players, my staff, we all do the best we can to be prepared. I think the fans are always important for us at home and they are a big factor in the atmosphere. It will be the same, and we are going to have a noisy night. A noisy night we need to overcome this opponent. It will be emotional, but we will be ready when the whistle goes.
Rangers will rightly respect the challenge that awaits them in the second leg, but they need not fear an opponent who find themselves in a difficult moment in a season that could yet deliver so much. Defeats to Union Berlin and Borussia Mönchengladbach have seen Domenico Tedesco's side slip out of the Champions League spots in the Bundesliga, and many expected Rangers to be beaten more comfortably in Saxony. A DFB Pokal final spot already awaits this month, and Leipzig now have their sights set on their first European final and what would be a key milestone for the fledgling club. Van Bronckhorst said, I can only talk about my players and my team, but of course we have seen the last few games they have played in the league. They haven't had the results they wanted, and they are now in fifth place. Of course, Champions League football is also important for Red Bull Leipzig, so they will do everything they can to win this game. We have to prepare as well as possible. Of course, we played against them just last week, so I have a better view on their players in terms of their qualities and their strengths, as well as their weaknesses. We just have to prepare for a really tough game against a really good opponent. We both want to reach the final, but of course, I am the Rangers manager and I will be doing everything I can to be in the final in Seville. Report by Chris Jack. Evening Time Sport, May 6. Frankfurt President hails Rangers Europa League final as traditional team against traditional team. Report by Aidan Smith. Frankfurt President Peter Fischer has described his team's upcoming Europa League final meeting with Rangers as tremendous. The Bundesliga outfit will take on Giovanni van Bronckhorst's side in Seville after the pair reached the showpiece last night. Frankfurt defeated West Ham in the semi-finals and reacting to the win, Fischer said, Now to the final against Glasgow. Traditional team against traditional team. Tremendous. Ibrook's boss van Bronckhorst revealed Rangers toasted Jimmy Bell after winning through to the Europa League final with a thrilling 3-2 aggregate win over RB Leipzig. Before the start of the second leg of the semi-final, there was a minute's silence for the popular kitman who died on Tuesday, and it preceded an incredible evening in Govan. Trailing 1-0 from the first leg in Germany, the light blue skipper James Tavernier levelled the tie in the 18th minute with a close-range finish before midfielder Glenn Kamara drove in a terrific second just six minutes later. Franz striker Christopher Nkunku levelled the tie in the 70th minute with a smart volley, but Rangers midfielder John Lundstrom fired in with 10 minutes remaining to book a place in the Seville final against another Bundesliga outfit Eintracht Frankfurt who got past West Ham in the other semi-final. Former Rangers player Van Bronckhorst in his first season as Rangers boss where he guided the club to their first European final in 14 years said 
the interaction with the fans was amazing. I played so many games here as a player and from last November as a manager, but the atmosphere was incredible. That helped a lot. You could see the celebrations afterwards. We were happy. We were celebrating to reach the final, also in the locker room, and it was really nice. But we ended the atmosphere of parting and took a moment to let the achievement sink in and have a really nice toast for Jimmy the Kitman, whom I sure was watching from above. And we toasted his life and achievements, what he has done for this club. We will miss him for the rest of our lives. And again in Seville, we will prepare for another proud moment for this club. Report by Eden Smith. Evening Time Sport, May 6. Stephen Gerrard offers Rangers verdict. Report by Stuart Wilson. Stephen Gerrard has taken to social media platform Instagram to congratulate Rangers on reaching the Europa League final. The Aston Villa boss departed for Birmingham in November after three and a half successful years in Govan and his team have moved to the next level under his replacement Giovanni van Bronckhurst who has guided the squad past Dortmund, Red Star Belgrade, Braga and now RB Leipzig. Gerard posted a graphic from BT Sport saluting the Europa League finalists and said, Congratulations Rangers, what a performance. Meanwhile, his assistant at Ibrox and Villa, Michael Beale, took to Twitter to offer his congratulations and he said, Outstanding achievement for Rangers. That group of players and staff are a family. After a terrible few days, they have pulled together and put in a huge performance. I am absolutely delighted. Each one signed with a dream of playing in Europe. Now they will play in a European final. Report by Stuart Wilson. Evening Times Sport, May 6. Chris Boyd pinpoints Rangers team spirit as key. Report by Darren Johnson. Chris Boyd insists the togetherness in the Rangers squad is a huge factor in the team defying the odds to set up a Europa League final clash with Eintracht Frankfurt. Van Bronckhorst's side added RB Leipzig to a list of scalps that already includes Borussia Dortmund, Braga and Red Star Belgrade when they overcame the Germans at an emotionally charged Ibrox. Former striker Boyd was part of the Rangers side that was beaten in the 2008 UEFA Cup final by Zenit St. Petersburg and has heaped praise on the spirit within Wrang Brockhurst's team. He said, the real togetherness of this team is something you can't buy and it's going to get stronger now. I look back to our team in 2008 that managed to get there. That togetherness, never say die attitude, the manager plays a massive part in that. Buying into his tactics, buying into exactly what he wants to do, trusting him, trusting your players, that's how you get results. Rangers to a man were unbelievable. They deserved it. This isn't a fluke. They've knocked out the big guns in European football 
Borussia Dortmund, toppled RB Leipzig, Champions League teams. It's that special feeling of getting to a major final of a European competition. It's impossible for Rangers to compete with the elite of Europe in terms of finances and with wages. But that team spirit and togetherness can take you a long way. And that's what happened. Rangers will fancy their chances. Eintracht Frankfurt are 11th in the Bundesliga and Rangers have already knocked out Borussia Dortmund and RB Leipzig. Boyd insists Van Bronckhurst and former boss Steven Gerrard, who left for Aston Villa in November, have both played a part in Rangers' incredible European run. And speaking to Sky Sports, he added, Steven Gerrard deserves a lot of praise as well for the way Rangers have grown as a club in European football. He is the one that started it all, and Gio's tactics were spot on in Germany and spot on at Ibrox. What a fantastic achievement. The team was outstanding. There were periods they had to defend, but they scored three goals at home. Report by Darren Johnson. Evening Time Sport, May 6. Europa League final odds revealed. Report by Aidan Smith. Rangers are priced at 7-5 outsiders to win the Europa League final. Giovanni van Bronckhurst's team was 7-1 to win the Europa League before the semi-final and are now 7-5 to complete a successful European campaign. The Ibrox outfit were 12-5 to win in 90 minutes before their emphatic 3-1 win against RB Leipzig at Ibrox, whilst also 10-1 to overturn the tie and reach the final. Rangers were 7-1 to win the Europa League prior to the semi-final and are now 7-5 to pick up European silverware. Rangers were hopeful 50-1 outsiders for Europa League glory at the start of the season. Eintracht Frankfurt, who comfortably fought off West Ham in the semi-final, are odds-on at 8-13 favourites to lift the Europa League. Betfair spokesperson Sam Rossbottom said, Van Bronckhurst has surprised everyone with his first six months in charge of Rangers guiding them to within touching distance of a European title. Rangers were huge 50-1 outsiders for the Europa League at the beginning of the season, but have continued to defy the odds and are 7-5 to win the trophy. Report by Aidan Smith. Evening Time Sport, May 6. Van Bronckhorst reacts as Rangers seal Europa League final spot. Report by James Kearney Giovanni van Bronckhorst was left pinching himself as he watched his Rangers side book a place in the Europa League final with a thrilling 3-1 win over RB Leipzig. The Bundesliga outfit won the first leg in Germany 1-0 but found themselves trailing at the break in Govan thanks to goals from James Tavernier and Glenn Kamara. A Christopher Nkunku strike midway through the second half levelled the scores and ensured a dramatic finale in the semi-final 
before John Lundstrom popped up with the winning goal. Speaking to BT Sport, Van Bronck has revealed that the players and coaching staff paid tribute to Jimmy Bell, the long-serving Rangers kitman who died earlier this week, as he hailed his team's achievement. He said, Wow, I think it's very hard to find words. It's been an amazing night. We said before the game we were going to do everything possible to make sure we were in the final. And I think the players were fantastic together with the crowd. We made it the atmosphere we needed to overcome the opponent. You cannot write a script better than this. We're all very proud to reach the final and we all toasted Jimmy. The Rangers boss believes that the raucous backing his team received provided a boost for his players while simultaneously throwing the Germans off their stride as he saluted his team's tactical versatility. He explained, The atmosphere goes both ways. For us, it's very important to help us during the game, and for the opponent it's difficult to play in the circumstances. They are a team with a lot of experience and quality. To win against them is amazing. You have to be versatile because teams like Red Bull see how you play and they change tactics and make moves like chess. We have to react and make moves too. It's 90 minutes of thinking, looking and discussing and making the right choices in the moment. I'm really happy the decisions went our way. The timing of the winning goal was vital. We knew Leipzig would come at us. There was a great save by Alan McGregor before the 2-1, but to score in the last 10 minutes gives you an enormous boost. Reaching a European final in his first season in the job at Rangers was not in Van Bronckhurst's remit when the Dutchman succeeded Steven Gerrard last year, but now that he is on the brink of history, the coach urged his players to go all the way and lift the cup. He added, Of course it wasn't what I was thinking. My first game in charge was against Sparta Prague and we knew the result would take us into Europe after the break. That was our goal, but we have taken each opponent game by game and I'm very proud of our achievements. Now we play a final. Not many players play finals. I played one with Barcelona in the Champions League in Paris and a World Cup final in South Africa. It's not for every player, but we have to do everything to win it. Report by James Kearney Evening Times Sport, May 9 Three burning issues at Rangers Report by Aidan Smith Leon King looks the real deal Leon King was given his first Rangers start by manager Van Bronckhorst and he looked comfortable throughout. The 18-year-old knocked the ball about well and also was sharp defensively when called upon on the few occasions that Dundee United looked to break. Tony Watt was leading the line for the Tannadice outfit and King dealt with the experienced frontman well. With no further update on Connor Goldson's future at Ibrox, 
Van Bronckhorst will be delighted to have a youngster like King coming through the ranks, who looks ready to be bedded into the first team when needed. A loan spell at a Premiership club next term could be the ideal move for him at this stage in his career. Aaron Ramsey gives Geo something to think about. Aaron Ramsey returned from injury to start for Rangers. The Welshman was neat and tidy in possession, and he constantly looked to get to opposition defences. Ramsey looked like he wanted to make an impression on his manager, with two key finals coming up later this month. With Alfredo Morelos out and Kemar Roof still battling back from injury, attacking options from midfield will be key and Ramsey could well provide that much-needed threat that Rangers need. The former Arsenal man will certainly have given his manager something to think about. Youngsters make their mark. Alex Lowry, Charlie McCann and Adam Devine were all introduced from the bench on the 60th minute, and the trio were given a fantastic reception by the Ibrox crowd. With the score sitting at one nothing, their introductions showed how much confidence Van Bronckhurst has in his youth products. All three talents look determined to get on the ball to show what they can do. Devine bombed up and down the right flank in replacement of Captain James Tavarney, while McCann and Lowry fitted in seamlessly to the Rangers' midfield alongside Stephen Davis and Aaron Ramsey. The future certainly looks bright at Ibrox. Report by Aidan Smith. Evening Time Sport, May 9. Charlie Adam admits he will likely retire if not offered a new Dundee deal. Report by Jack Hoch. Charlie Adam has conceded he will likely retire if he's not offered a new deal by Dundee or outside of Scotland. The D captain, a native of the city, insists he only wants to play at Dens Park next year, admitting any decision to release him from the club would leave him with his own to make in the summer. A lifelong fan, the 36-year-old Adam, led the team to promotion last season, but is likely to suffer the heartbreak of relegation this time around, with Dundee facing the almost impossible task of overhauling a 6.8 goal gap to St Johnston in the final two games. Would I consider playing on anywhere else? Adam, when asked about his future, said. No, I don't think so. Not in Scotland. If there was nothing else, then I would look to retire and go into coaching or management. I only want to play here, and if that is not to be, then I have a decision to make. Dundee's almost certain relegation will hurt Adam more than most. When he returned to his hometown after a successful spell down south, which saw him make more than 200 Premier League appearances for Blackpool, Liverpool and Stoke City, he made no secret of his desperation to restore the D to the top flight. 
He was not shy in admitting there were tears when he did just that, playing a pivotal role in the playoff win over Kilmarnock. But his Dundee dream has quickly turned into a nightmare. They've gone down with a whimper, winning more games against League One opponents than Premiership ones since the start of December, 2-1, and never looked like catching St Johnston, despite the Perth side's struggles. We have a big summer ahead for our club. There will be big decisions to make, said Adam, who played 26 times for Scotland. What way the club will go, I don't know, and we will have to see what happens in the next few weeks. Will I stay on? It's not my decision. This is my boyhood club and I would love to be here next season, but it's not about me. It's about what is best for the club moving forward. If that is for me to leave and give other boys opportunities, then no problem. It's been a great two years and I have loved it, but it is up to the owners and whoever the manager will be what happens next. We will make that decision in a few weeks. It's been a tough season for everyone, on and off the pitch. It's so tough to take. It's not about me. I have had a wonderful career. I was lucky enough to get the opportunity from James McPake to come in and help the team. I was able to do that and we won promotion. It's not the way I would like to leave if that's what happens, but we will need to wait and see. As is so often the case, when you're down, you're really down. Adam found that out for himself in Saturday's tame 2 nothing loss to St Mirren, which was, realistically, Dundee's last chance to make a fist of survival. With less than five minutes played, he inexplicably played the ball across the face of his own goal to tee up Alex Grieve perfectly for the opener. There was no way back for the D after that, with Curtis Main putting the icing on Stephen Robinson's cake in the second half. Said Adam, I take responsibility for the first goal. You come away from home, and in the first 10 or 15 minutes you try to keep it tight. I have tried to be clever and play it back to the goalkeeper, but it was never on, and I should have just cleared my lines. I accept what I have done. While it was despair for Adam and Dundee, there was joy for Maine, and more than a tinge of relief. His strike was his first in the league after a frustrating season, one which he hopes paves the way for better days ahead. Said Maine, with a full pre-season under our belts and some help with recruitment as well, I think you will see a different St Mirren. It'll be a challenging pre-season for sure, but it will be worth it. If I'm unleashed, I'll be a better player. This season has been challenging for me on a number of levels. Personally, I've not been able to show my true self. The last couple of games I feel I've been able to go out and do just that. Evening Time Sport May 9. Alex Ferguson insists Rangers RB Leipzig display was worst in Europe this season. Report by David Irvin. 
So Alex Ferguson, the Reckons Rangers, have a great chance of lifting the Europa League trophy after a stunning season in Europe. The legendary Scots boss, speaking as he collected a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Scottish Football Writers Association, has been tuning into the Ibrox side's European endeavours all season. And he's been mightily impressed as he branded displays from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's team on the European stage as fantastic. Rangers claimed a spot in the final, where they will meet Eintracht Frankfurt with victory over RB Leipzig at Ibrox on Thursday. But Ferguson reckons that was despite their worst performance in Europe so far. So impressed has Ferguson been of the Europa League nights involving Rangers that he reckons it was down to sheer spirit and desire instead of their best performance that the club progressed. Giving his thoughts on Rangers' European journey this term, he said, I've been watching their games and they've been fantastic in Europe. In fact, I would say on Thursday that was the worst performance, but they had the spirit and the desire to get to the final. But their performances before that in Dortmund have been absolutely brilliant. Now they are in the final and they have a chance. They have a great chance. Report by David Irvin. Evening Time Sport, May 9. Conor Goldson's inspiring Rangers Europa League tunnel speech. Report by David Irvin. Conor Goldson delivered an inspiring speech to his teammates just seconds before they began warming up their Europa League semi-final match against RB Leipzig. Rangers had to come back from a one-goal deficit to make it to the final of the European competition after a late loss in Germany. But Van Bronckhorst's side turned in an excellent performance in front of a packed Ibrox to advance after winning 3-1 in Glasgow. And before the Rangers players went out to warm up for the match, Goldson barked a message to pump up his teammates. Footage captured in the Rangers TV Inside Ibrox video from the Euro Triumph reveal Goldson's words ahead of the match. The defender shouted, I don't care who they are, what their name is, what they're worth. They haven't got a team like us. Come on, no respect. Let's go. Goals from James Tavernier, Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom were enough to overcome the first leg loss and Christopher Nkunku's strike in Glasgow. It sets up a final against Eintracht Frankfurt in Seville later this month. After yesterday's win over Dundee United, Van Bronckhorst revealed he's holding out hope that Khmer Roof will return from fitness to feature. He said, Roof is going to work hard to make it. Of course he didn't make for it for last Thursday's game. That means he's got two weeks to prepare. All he wants is to be available for these games, so he will push himself. My medical staff will do everything possible to get him fit. We have to wait and see how it goes, but the intentions are there to have him fit.
Report by David Irvin. Evening Time Sport, May 9. Van Bronckhorst offers Rangers incentive to Ibrook's rising stars. Report by Chris Jack. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will give his Rangers stars of the future a chance to catch the eye in the remaining Premiership fixtures this term. The Ibrox boss handed defender Leon King a start for the victory over Dundee United yesterday as Rangers returned to league action following their win against RB Leipzig. James Tavernier and Ahmad Diallo were on target for the Light Blues and meetings with Ross County and Hearts now lie ahead before the Europa League final in Seville. Alex Lowry and Charlie McCann made positive impressions off the bench and Adam Devine got his debut for the champions as he replaced Captain Tavernier. Van Bronckhorst is keen to give his academy kids an opportunity to shine and there will be more game time coming up as Rangers count down to their date with destiny against Eintracht Frankfurt. Van Bronckhorst said he's in the squad and he was in the squad last game. We have a big squad and we have also a lot of academy players who are knocking on the door to play. I think Alex is the one to get the most chances, together with Leon. I think Charlie McCann is developing really well. Adam Devine, who came in, is also one we give all the chances to develop himself, to be a future player of Rangers. In the end, I am really pleased with it. It was a good day today. Of course, I am preparing my team for the last two finals of the season. But I think today you saw a glimpse of the future of this club. With Leon King, with Alex Lowry, McCann, Devine, those are players who in a couple of years will substitute all the players we have now. It's a natural process. We gave them the chance today because we trust them. They are learning all the time and developing as well as we want. Also, they have to keep pushing and keep working hard to become a better player every day. Report by Chris Jack. Evening Time Sport, May 9. Leon King savers Ibrook's bow. Report by Chris Jack. Leon King is confident his first premiership start for Rangers can be another stepping stone in his rise and rise at Ibrook's. The defender was handed a berth alongside Connor Goldson for the Premiership clash with Dundee United yesterday as boss Van Bronckhurst utilised the light blues squad. King produced an accomplished showing as a James Tavernier penalty and strike from Ahmad Diallo secured a comfortable victory for the Europa League finalists. Van Bronckhorst has vowed to use the likes of King and Alex Lowry during the final two league fixtures of the campaign against Ross County and Hearts this week. And the 18-year-old is thankful for the support he has had from an experienced Ibrox dressing room throughout another memorable campaign. King told Rangers TV, I've been a fan of the club since I was a wee boy. 
to finally get that start in front of a packed Ibrox was amazing. They were amazing. I see them every day on the training ground and I have grown accustomed to it and getting as much information out of them as I can. It helps a lot playing alongside Connor and Tav. Words don't really describe it, to be honest. I was lucky enough to be part of the squad last year and it has just carried on from there. I could never have imagined it would be this good. I am still young. I am part of the squad that has got to a European final. It is something I will never forget and something my family will never forget. It is only going to benefit me. As I say, I am still very young as a footballer. I have got my whole career ahead of me. This is a great stepping stone and learning curve and experience, so I can take that forward. Report by Chris Jack Evening Times Sport May 9 Alex Lowry details reasons behind Rangers' contract deal Report by Chris Jack Alex Lowry is determined to let his football do the talking after ending speculation over his long-term future with Rangers. The playmaker committed himself to eyebrows by putting pen to paper on a new deal until the summer of 2025, and he was rewarded with more match minutes as Giovanni van Bronckhorst's side clinched a comfortable 2-0 win against Indy United. Lowry was linked with a series of clubs south of the border before giving Rangers a huge boost and signing on the dotted line. Now the 18-year-old is eager to put the contract discussions behind him and really start to assert himself as part of the Light Blues squad going forward. Lowry said, It was good to get more minutes. I thought I did not too bad. A couple of times I rushed it and maybe made the wrong decision, but that's stuff I can learn from in the future. There are times when I do it maybe too much, but I've been trying to do that since I was young. I've always been a positive kind of player, so my first thought is the quickest way forward towards goal. That's always been my main aim. The boys in the changing room are great with me. They always tell me to try things. It's self-belief, but also from boss and from his staff. They give me that confidence to go and do my stuff. Now that the contract's out of the way, I can concentrate solely on my football. That hanging around for a while was not great. It was a bit of a wait, but it's done now, so football is the main thing. I'm looking forward to kicking on and putting in good performances for Rangers. You can see where the club is going. We are in a European final in Seville. That was definitely a key point. And just the fan base, everything about the club. I have loved it since I was young. I didn't really want to go anywhere else. Report by Chris Jack. Evening Time Sport. May 9. Postecoglou discusses second season theory. Report by David Irvin. Ange Postecoglou insists Celtic must be better next year 
as he discussed a possible second season improvement theory offered by fans of his previous clubs. The Parkhead boss has all but mathematically led Celtic to the Scottish Premiership title, having already won the Premier Sports Cup in his first season in Glasgow. Postecoglou, who was voted Scottish Football Writers Association Manager of the Year, is said to enjoy a huge improvement in his sides after a full year of working with them to implement his footballing ethos. Regardless of the theory, shared by fans in Japan and Australia alike, Postecoglou is firm in his belief Celtic must be better next season. Speaking at the SFWA Awards dinner, he said, Look, we have to be better next year, irrespective of how we went this year. But the way I want teams to play, and the whole training process and everything, it takes a while for people to gel. I'm really hopeful that next year we will be a stronger team. We have to be, and I look forward to what that brings. And quizzed on his feelings after winning the Manager of the Year gong, he added, I'm very proud and humbled to receive the award. There have been a number of outstanding performances by managers this year. I'm pleased and humbled to receive it. But I also acknowledge I've had tremendous support, particularly from the staff and everyone at the football club. And obviously the players have been outstanding. Report by David Irvin. And that was this week's Glasgow Times Sport podcast, normally recorded in our studio at the Bishop Briggs Media Centre, currently recorded from our volunteers' homes with the publisher's kind permission. Thanks for listening.